Hello, this is R.J. Deacon reading the Supreme Court of the United States Opinion Syllabus in Maine Community Health Options versus United States. Certiorari to the United States Court of Appeals for the Federal Circuit. Argued December 10th, 2019. Decided April 27th, 2020. The Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act established online exchanges where insurers could sell their health care plans. The now expired Risk Corridors program aimed to limit the plan's profits and losses during the exchange's first three years, 2014 through 2016. See Section 1342, um, 124 Statute 211. Section 1342 set out a formula for computing a plan's gains or losses at the end of each year, providing that eligible profitable plans shall pay the Secretary of the Department of Health and Human Services while the secretary shall pay eligible unprofitable plans. The act neither appropriated funds for these yearly payments nor limited the amounts that the government might pay, nor was the program required to be budget neutral. Each year, the government owed more money to unprofitable insurers than profitable insurers owed to the government, resulting in a total deficit of more than $12 billion. And at the end of each year, the appropriations bills for the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, CMS, included a rider preventing CMS from using the funds for risk corridors payments. Petitioners for health insurance companies that claim losses under the program sued the federal government for damages in the Court of Federal Claims. Invoking the Tucker Act, they alleged that Section 1342 obligated the government to pay the full amount of their losses as calculated by the statutory formula and sought a money judgment for the unpaid sums owed. Only one petitioner prevailed in the trial courts, and the federal circuit ruled for the government in each appeal, holding that Section 1342 had initially created a government obligation to pay the full amounts, but that the subsequent appropriations riders impliedly repealed or suspended that obligation. Uh, the Supreme Court held the decision below is reversed and remanded. Justice Sotomayor delivered the opinion of the court. The risk corridor statute created a government obligation to pay insurers the full amount set out in Section 1342's formula, and the government may incur an obligation directly through statutory language without also providing details about how the obligation must be satisfied. See United States v. Langston. Section 1342 imposed a legal duty of the United States that could mature into a legal liability through the insurer's participation in the exchanges. This conclusion flows from the express terms in the context of Section 1342, which imposed an obligation by using the mandatory term shall. The section's mandatory nature is underscored by the adjacent provisions, which differentiate between when the HHS secretary shall take certain actions and when she may exercise discretion. See sections 1341b2 and 1343b. Section 1342 neither requires the risk corridors program to be budget neutral, nor suggests that the Secretary's payments to unprofitable plans pivoted on the profitable plan's payments to the Secretary, or that a partial payment would satisfy the government's whole obligation. It thus must be given its plan, plain meaning. 
the government shall pay the sum prescribed by section 1342. Contrary to the government's contention, neither the Appropriations Clause nor the Anti-Deficiency Act addresses whether Congress itself can create or incur an obligation directly by statute. Nor does Section 1342's obligation-creating language turn on whether Congress expressly provided budget authority before appropriating funds. The government's arguments also conflict with well-settled principles of statutory interpretation. That Section 1342 contains no language limiting the obligation to the availability of appropriations, while Congress expressly used such limiting language in other Affordable Care Act provisions, indicates that Congress intended a different meaning in Section 1342. Congress did not impliedly repeal the obligation through its appropriations riders, because repeals by implication are not favored. See uh, Morton versus Manicari. This court will regard each of two statutes effective unless Congress's intention to repeal is clear and manifest, or the laws are irreconcilable. In the appropriations context, this requires the government to show something more than the mere omission to appropriate a sufficient sum. United States versus Volte. As Langston and Volte confirm, the appropriations writers here did not manifestly repeal or discharge the government's uncapped obligation, see Langston, and do not indicate any other purpose than the disbursement of a sum of money for the particular fiscal years, Volte. Nor is there any indication that HHS and CMS thought that the riders clearly expressed an intent to repeal. Appropriations measures have been found irreconcilable with statutory obligations to pay, but the riders here did not use the kind of shall not take effect language decisive in United States versus will, or purport to suspend section 1342, prospectively or to foreclose funds from any other act, notwithstanding Section 1342's money-mandating text. That's uh, United States versus Dickerson. They also did not reference Section 1342's payment formula, let alone irreconcilably change it, United States versus Mitchell, or provide that payments from profitable plans would be in full compensation of the government's obligation to unprofitable plans. United States versus Fisher. The legislative history cited by the Federal Circuit is also unpersuasive. Petitioners properly relied on the Tucker Act to sue for damages in the Court of Federal Claims. The United States has waived its immunity for certain damages suits in the Court of Federal Claims through the Tucker Act because that act does not create substantive rights. United States versus Navajo Nation. A plaintiff must premise her damages action on other sources of law, like statutes or contracts, provided those statutes can fairly be interpreted as mandating compensation by the federal government or for the damage sustained, United States versus White Mountain Apache Tribe. The act does, however, yield when the obligation-creating statute provides its own detailed remedies or when the Administrative Procedure Act provides an avenue for relief. Petitioners clear each hurdle. The risk corridor statute is fairly interpreted as mandating compensation for damages, and neither exception to the Tucker Act applies. 
Section 1342's mandatory shall pay language falls comfortably within the class of statutes that permit recovery of money damages in the Court of Federal Claims. This finding is bolstered by Section 1342's focus on compensating insurers for past conduct, and there is no separate remedial scheme supplanting the Court of Federal Claims' power to adjudicate petitioners' claims. See uh, United States versus Bormes. Nor does the Administrative Procedure Act bar petitioners' Tucker Act suit. In contrast to Bowen versus Massachusetts, a Medicaid case where the state sued the HHS secretary under the Administrative Procedure Act in district court, petitioners here seek not prospective non-monetary relief to clarify future obligations, but specific sums already calculated, past due, and designated to compensate for completed labors. The Risk Corridor Statute and Tucker Act allow them that remedy. And because the Risk Corridor's program expired years ago, this litigation presents no special concern, as Bowen did, about managing a complex ongoing relationship or tracking ever-changing accounting sheets. The decision below is reversed and remanded. Justice Sotomayor delivered the opinion of the court in which Chief Justice Roberts and Justices Ginsburg, Breyer, Kagan, and Kavanaugh joined, and in which Justice Thomas and Gorsuch joined as to all but Part 3C. Justice Alito filed a dissenting opinion. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to get a hold of the podcast, we can be reached at rhodesscholar80 at gmail.com. That's R-O-A-D-S and the number 80. Or on Twitter at Court Syllabus.